We've got our fairy podfather, Brian Howie, our game Bibbity Bobbity Boo, and the Belong app today on It's Complicated. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, coming to you live from the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. <laughs> We're really feeling it today. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jen. And today, our drink of the day is the great love tea bait. I don't know why I air quoted that, but this is a combination of a little iced green tea I mean, for our guest because that's his favorite. The most green tea I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's it's like the Could gas station size. Could you imagine if you drank this you would be up for 400 days. I don't know that that would be the case for me, but I would be peeing a lot. Oh, yeah. So that's a true thing. Oh, um, but anyway, so this is going to be a mix of our guest's favorite beverage, which is green tea, and our favorite beverage, which is vodka. Because mm-hmm. um, it's all shaken and stirred around like the singles. At Brian Howie's Great Love Debate yeah. live shows, guys. That's so right. cheers to uh, this charming mixed drink that we've concocted. Oh, my God. I'm scared. Oh, Ichiwala is what I would like to say. I know. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Well, you guys, today, like we said, we have our fairy podfather, Brian Howie, in the studio. And this is obviously, if you've watched our show, like the eight hundredth time Brian's been in here, but no, but really it's like the fourth. So for some of you who don't know or need a refresher, Brian is the creator of Great Love Media, a brand new podcast network that features podcasts hosted by Academy Award winning actress Tatum O'Neill, legendary TV personality Pat O'Brien, actress and comedian Krista Allen, leading relationship blogger James Michael Sama, who we had on a few weeks ago, best-selling author Dr. Mark Goulston, top dating coach Christina Weber, and us! These guys right here, guys. Yeah. Also, we've had a lot of those people we just named on our show. We have, too. Um, like we said, they are relationship people as well. So it's people. great to learn from each other, and everyone has something different to say or a different... Watch out there. It's early. Um, different expertise. So it's a great mix of people, a great lineup of shows, and you can learn something different from each one or yeah. hear us on theirs and their on ours and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brian, though, is America's number one dating enthusiast. I don't know if you can tell by the network he created, which is all about dating and relationships. And also because he's super enthusiastic. <laughs> Yes, um, that too. Um, I wore pink just so he wouldn't enthusiastically tell me I was wearing oh the wrong God, color. Like, yeah, well, I I obviously didn't listen. Well, you're in a relationship. It's okay. I'm still <laughs> oh, up so for I can just give up. You know, like, you just you don't get picked on as much. Yeah, that's true. I have. There's so many things to tell me I'm not doing right. That's true. Or I am like wearing pink. So anyway, he um, is an award-winning director, producer, and the author of How to Find Love in 60 Seconds. He's also the creator of the groundbreaking number one off-Broadway sensation pieces. I mean, who knew? Who knew? I mean, well, we knew because we've yeah, talked we, to him so many times. Yeah. But you might not have. He's also, that show was sold out for all the times. Yeah. And he's also one, uh, done some of... Uh, Fox, ABC, CNN, NBC, Entertainment Weekly, yeah. the LA Times, the New Yorker. Okay, all the things. He's Esquire, been everywhere. Yahoo, yeah. He's all the places, which is why he's the number one uh, dating enthusiast. Yeah. You know, so he's got to be in all the places. All of the places. So, guys, he's inspiring thousands of people worldwide to make positive change in their lives and take ownership of their personal growth. Dating, fate, and long-term happiness. That's right. And based on the national touring series of the live shows The Great Love Debate. Uh, Brian is joined each week in the studio by celebrity guests for his podcast um, and the world's most dynamic voices on love and relationships and dating. Um, And like we said, that is The Great Love Debate podcast, which is the world's number one dating and relationship podcast now. So, Damn. Taking over the world, Brian. Yeah. Can we be number two at least? Mm, Maybe. Let's get us to number two, guys. If he's on our show, does that make us number two? I think so. I think it's just by association. Sure stuff and numbers yeah um anyway guys so like we mentioned brian now has the great love media network um and it's where all of his little relationship experts cinderellas can talk mm-hmm. about dating and try and find the answer to why is everyone still single that is the long question that will always forever try to be answered by uh shows like us and other shows on great love media 
And the motto of Great Love Media is each the best, together even better. Um, And this is regarding the hosts and the shows that are on Brian's network. And he is really thrilled to have assembled such an extraordinary and dynamic collection of voices and personalities that will entertain and enlighten and engage audiences around the world. So if you want to be part of the enlightened, then you need to listen to Great Love Media shows. Because mm-hmm, they happen every week. There's a new release for each show every week. Yes. And uh, the entire lineup can be found and subscribed to on iTunes and all the places you get podcasts, guys. Mm-hmm. This is not that hard. Subscribe right now. Um, tell a friend, do that whole thing that we tell you to do. Yeah. Um, and today we're going to pick Brian's brain and possibly debate, probably debate. I'm sure. <laughs> Hello. About all things dating and relationships. We'll get into something with him as we normally do. Sure. Well. Is that a hair on the vodka? It sure is. At least is. Just on the vodka and not in the vodka. I mean, gross. It just looks gross. And it, there we go. You okay. It, so. All right. So uh, now, before we get Brian in here, we are going to fill you in on our dirty or air our dirty laundry and fill you into what we've been up to over the past week my mom was in town but it's more like grandma when she's in town because my boyfriend's daughter uh wants to be around her and stuff it's a nice dynamic because uh my boyfriend's daughter calls her mimi and my mother's husband has two daughters and they have kids and they call her mimi so it's kind of cute and when we're all out together it sort of reminds me of when i would hang out with my mom and my gram and we would go shopping and do stuff like that which is what we did so it was fun um and I took my uh, boyfriend's daughter to birthday parties. She had like two birthday parties in one day. And it was like we went school shopping and then we went to lunch and then to meet friends for lunch that has a kid. And then we went to the birthday parties. And it was like, you know, it was like a day like that where it feels like real life. And it's sort of I used to nanny for a living for a really long time. And I would think when I would be doing these things like – taking a kid to pick something up from the store then taking them to a birthday party or to hang out with a friend like when am I going to get to do this for myself and it's nice to have my boyfriend's daughter around because she allows that fun part of my life to happen quicker than it would normally because I'm you know, don't have a child yet. So I would have to wait, but it's like kind of instantly there, which is great. Well, and you can talk to her. She's not like a baby. No, she's not like a blob. Exactly. It's like, uh, yeah, well, you know, that's what babies are until I call them potatoes or that or blobby potato. Um, and the solar (laughs) eclipse happened, you guys. So I went to my boyfriend's daughter's school and we watched it with their special NASA glasses because how else do you get them? And so we're like, well, let's just go there. And then we watched it together. And I looked up that, you know, like with a new moon and things like that, the solar eclipse eclipse is about new beginnings a lunar eclipse is about closing a door so i told her uh do you know that you can look i sort of called it like make a wish because i'm not gonna be like put your energy out there (laughs) so i said if you look up at the sun with your glasses you can it's it's about new beginnings and you can make a wish about what you want to happen and she was like okay and then she's like i'm doing it are you and i was like yes (laughs) and then it was cute so that is really cute. Yeah. Um, I put into the universe that I was going to win the lottery. And somebody in my boyfriend's, uh, 15 minutes from my boyfriend's hometown won it. Yeah. And I hope that they are deserving of it and they're going to do nice things with that very, very large chunk of money. But my heart is broken because <laughs> I was very sure it was going to be me. I even mapped out who was getting what. I did write, oh. you know, you were in there, obviously. Oh, my God. That's so nice. And so I... You're like, I gave you $20. <laughs> or $20 million <gasps> because it was... $700 million pots. Like, what was I going to do with all that money? So, That's very nice. I know you. certain people got houses. It's like, you get a house oh. and you get a house. You get a million. You get a this. Like, I had really, like, I mean, I could show you. I designated, like, what I was going to give to different people. Like, I was convinced I was going to win. That's nice. That's okay, good. I didn't. So that is rude um, and broke my heart. But maybe you are going, maybe there's a reason why you wrote that out because maybe it's coming to you and not from the lottery and you still need to have a plan. Sure. Good. I like that thinking. See? I also did grow a new addiction um oh, and it's buying lottery ad- tickets a new addiction oh yeah that goes new. with what other ones that uh, you already have drinking mm, alcohol and yeah uh i don't know what are my other ones i would say dating is that an addiction know. i don't know i want it not to be but, i know but it's it's like an addiction because you like hate it but you love yeah, it at the same time i have to like keep doing it so yeah. i'm like well now i obviously have to keep Getting lottery tickets. Yes, so you this do. morning, I got another lottery oh ticket. Oh, my God. Even though Powerball is now $40 million, but I'm like, it's still $40 million. Oh, my God. Sure, yeah. it's not 700 Maybe I wasn't meant to have that because it would make me a bad person or someone yeah. would try and kill me or something or I'd yeah, get maybe. cancer. And, like, you know, I just feel like maybe, like, that's too much. 
money to give to Too one much person. Of a good thing. And then you have to sacrifice something else. Yeah. Like you like, you know, for every good thing like yeah. that, you might like mm-hmm. your life might be cut short or something. Sure. Like, how are you gonna live with all that money? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, okay. I spent two bucks today and I got a lottery ticket. Oh, great. Um, but in other news, um, this past weekend was like a lot of self-care for yeah. me. Um, I did some yoga. I did laundry. I did a face mask. I watched a lot of Hallmark movies. Um, I went to a goddess circle with Ooh. Christina Weber. Yeah. Um, who is, like we mentioned, one of the hosts of a podcast on the Great Love Media Network. Um, I watched the solar eclipse as well for mm. like the briefest of moments mm. because I feel like I had to participate because it was like what everyone was doing and they sure. were making a very big ordeal about the fact that it wasn't coming back for many, many years. I'm like, right. I've lived without it this long. I know, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I would be just fine without it again, but True. it's fine. So I saw it for like five seconds and I moved on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I didn't win Powerball. Okay. Well, there's always this next round and all the right. other times because you're addicted. So you, it's yeah. a numbers game. Absolutely. Yes. All right, guys. And now we are going to pack up our emotional baggage. I'm sorry you have a broken heart, but pack it up because we're meeting our favorite celebrities in baggage claim. Ugh. Buffy the Vampire Cheater. So uh, Kai Cole is Joss Whedon's ex-wife, and he is the screenwriter, famous screenwriter and creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She came out and was like, this guy claims that he's a feminist and he's always been like a a woman's activist, like outwardly spoken, but I need to stop living this lie. Like, he was cheating on me. He admitted in a letter to me that he had been cheating on me for the entirety of our marriage. Which was a 15-year marriage. And I cannot stand by him supporting women when it feels like he's was like basically betraying and doing the opposite of that for our entire relationship and i honestly just can't be quiet about it anymore and i like that she did that me too it's like she said she was like freed because she actually finally spoke out and she's like enough giving him awards for his writing about feminism right enough saying he's like this great guy and putting him on a pedestal he's not she actually had ptsd from the divorce because she was like i just lived a 15 year lie and i don't know how to put that back into my life like how do i now reconfigure my image of what was and his uh reps were just like well um we are sorry that that she feels this way but he will not be commenting because he wants to protect his ex-wife and his children which is the high road and also still mm. it's almost like admitting we're it's, not going to go into it because it's going to get messy. It's not the high road. It's claiming the high road so that you don't yeah, have yeah. to talk about That's it. That's what I mean. Um, but also not attacking her. But again, yeah, I true. think she actually says in this whole article about like how she was basically like a shill. Like she was like yeah. being a wife so that he can say, I have a wife. Mm-hmm. I could never be cheating. And mm-hmm. it's like this scapegoat where he yeah. like had this whole life to say, well, I'm not a bad guy because look at my life. And, and you know an what? Example. I didn't take her being so like candid about it as an attack it was more just like this is the truth i'm sick of living a lie and this is the truth it was very factual it was it seemed like her quotes were like coming from emotion but not felt like not derived like all right. about like well you know filled more factual like yeah this was this and this is wrong one plus one equals two and i i totally agree with well what she annie did. put into writing all of the truth so she like basically read the truth out loud yeah so there yeah. you go um and don't you just hate it guys when your boyfriend leaves you for another woman uh yeah it's rude it's so rude um but then they all come back they, they do. do so Kristen bell and zach shepherd have proven time and time again that they are the freaking cutest couple ever and totally meant to be so cute i mean have you seen those commercials about their family i can't and the washing machines and stuff and and you know what Kristen bell did what we always say to do she just like said what she wanted at the beginning of their relationship and yes it's a risk but she said i am like really falling for you after they were dating for a little bit and he was like oh my god i'm still dating other people and she was like said that she like crumbled to the floor liquefied and crumbled to the floor and he then a couple days later was like what the fuck was i thinking i'm so stupid it was like four days later so that was a really quick turnaround i think that's like a really good time frame guys if you're listening don't let things like simmer and fester and a girl will literally lose her mind thinking of ways to either to kill you or trying to find out the information about the person you're seeing that's not her yeah so skip all of that crazy stuff exactly just figure it out fast come back and make it right know what's good Mm -hmm. bring some like whining and dining I mean she still teases them about it now like remember when you broke up with me for that other woman which isn't totally true but you know anyway but it is funny it is funny 
So anyway. and now they're married with kids. So yeah, and uh-huh. the cutest. And also, they do say that it still takes work. Yeah, even they say a marriage does take work. So I like that. Yeah, me Let's too. Let's be real. And they choose to be happy with each other than not be happy. Because exactly. what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, that's a choice. Agreed. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys. Uh, did you guys get whiplash when you were like looking through your social media feed because Miles Teller is engaged? I didn't even know he had a girlfriend. Ugh. I did, and I was oh. waiting for that to crash and burn, and now it's a real thing. Oh, why are you making that noise? Do you not like either of them? No, I love him. I do, too. Love. That would be, like, my ideal guy. So cute. Because he's, like, cute, but not, like, super hot. Like, yeah. where you're like, oh, that guy's up to no good. Yeah. Um, but he's so cute, talented, smart, tall, like, funny. Funny totally. guy. Yeah. He's like a John Cusack. He, yeah, I think he's better looking than John Cusack. Oh, agreed. Yeah. But, but like, yes. he's like a younger John Cusack. Yeah. Which they should probably figure that out and do something together. But they anyway, should. so she is like a 24-year-old Instagram model. Yeah, I was wondering who she was. Kelly, that spells her name like, and it's just K-E-L-L-Y, just spell it like that. But it's like Kelly. Yeah, it's got like a G and an H just to be it's, fancy. But so anyway, I thought that that was going to like crash and burn and that she probably just wanted to date him because he was famous because they started dating like years ago when he was actually like less attractive. Let's be honest. Like he was, <laughs> his, his, like he got like in shape for certain movies and like. Well, they are, are haven't they only been dating for like four years? That was like yeah. he was still kind of coming up then. Yeah, but, but like still, I know what you're saying. Yeah, he's a like little he's adjusted into his like fame at sure. this point, and he like presents himself in a certain way, which is the way he looks now. But anyway, so she's been with him for like you know, four years, and mm-hmm. I she's so young and Instagrammy. Well, yeah, that I'm like, really, is this a real? Is this it a real thing? Well, marry? I'm sure he, she's a fine person, but she's so Instagrammy. Well, he likes stuff. that she allowed him to be able to really focus on acting, and you know, they FaceTime and she comes visits him. Well, I would assume that if you and maybe I'm making a wrong assumption, if you don't have a job then you can let your actor boyfriend do all of the things he's doing because you don't have any other time but to give to him or to post on Instagram. Right. He actually says, like, her job is kind of like him. Like, it's just like hanging out with him. But also, in all fairness, if that's the kind of thing that works, like, my brother was in a relationship where he works as a really, really, really hard, demanding job that, like, demands a lot of his time and energy, and his ex-girlfriend did not work. So she it was it just didn't work because she wasn't the type of woman who was okay with him being busy and then being tired. She needed someone who was going to come home and like want to keep going because she had done not that same exerted amount of energy all day. So she did nothing so, all day. So Yeah. So <laughs> um so that didn't work for them. It yeah. depends on what you want, but if they he's fine with her Maybe wanting to like him to have some energy when he's home or not, and she's fine with him being tired or being busy, then great. Great. Take your girlfriend to work day or so, your fiance. Right. And also, that ring is gigantic. Yeah, it is big. It's it is not my type of ring necessarily, yeah, it's, but it's yeah. still large and in charge. It is. Yeah. Um, and you guys, this week in reality TV land. Oh, Bachelor in Paradise. Listen, I love that they're giving us two episodes a week because it's like the saga continues. Yeah. Um, and it's so fun. And also, there's so many love triangles going on because, listen, you see that there's limited amounts of people there. Sure. It's like eight girls and 11 guys at one time or vice versa. But so everyone wants the new person that comes in. Sure. And so they're fighting over like Raven. She now she's old news. Now they're fighting over Danielle I mean, who's goes by D'Lo. They I can't. I they cannot. are I mean The Bachelor and The Bachelor in Paradise are and I've always said this the smartest social experiments ever. It's the women and men want to win because they want to beat each other. They do not want to really be with the dude. You just can't possibly be that in love. It's it's a competition and this is the same way but it's also the new school kid syndrome like everyone the new kid is popular it's the novelty's gonna wear off on both shows that's why nothing ever turns out but everyone fucking falls for it well i fall for it because i think it's well, so fun you fall for it because yeah it's entertaining right yeah. i do kind of like wonder what i would be like in that scenario I so would, there's i would probably fall into the social experiment too you can't help but assimilate to the situation and then right. be in it exactly and, and so, everyone wants to find love yes and so also abc has done a really good job of creating relationships that have worked like jade yeah. and tanner now married with child and um sean Lowe. right and then also uh carly and Evan, who no one thought would be right got married recently 
and are, just announced that they were pregnant. Right. And so, like, for the for people on the show to see that it has worked before, they're like... Even, even if it's 1% of the time. Right. They're so hopeful that the next one is going to be them. I mean, listen, I am too. I'm like, oh my God, Carly and Evan and a baby. Oh my. Like, I want <laughs> it's to real. find that. It's real. See, it can happen. And speaking of trying to find things, the poor housewives of New York are all so lost. Number two of the three-part reunion just happened. And I feel really bad. Well, we know now that, and it just came out in the news, that Dennis and Bethany are back together because they, and then on the the show, the reunion, she said, we had some things to deal with, my divorce and his divorce, and he needed some time, and now we're in a much better place and we can be together. Um, so they're publicly back together now on both the show and in real life. Um, her divorce is sad. I feel bad for her. Uh, Luann, it's sad to watch her pretend that she's happy because we know the outcome. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so surprised that Carol is so indifferent about her and Adam. They're like, well, do you? what do you think about Adam if he dates other – are you dating? And she's like, I wouldn't probably date other people, but maybe I would. And then they're like, what if he dated other women? She's like, I don't, I don't really think about it, but I probably wouldn't care. I'm like – Okay. I don't really get their dynamic, but maybe it comes with age and time and maybe just... and confidence and maybe she's just not really looking for something super committal, so she isn't bothered by that. Right. I mean she's been married, you yeah. know. So like at this point she's probably like, Well, I have my dogs, I have cats, yeah, and all I have named, this guy. All name baby. Right. And I, I have a show, I have friends, I have traveling, and I have this guy that She's busy. Yeah, I feel like she seems like she probably has a full life and to her that's enough. That's enough. Um, I, I like Carol, too. She's, like, Same. the only normal one. Um, all right, guys. Um, but if Carol and Adam did break up, mm. she could go on to the Belong dating app. <laughs> yeah, where you belong because uh, if you want to find a real match and you want to get off the app with said match, they use artificial intelligence yes. to do algorithms and all that sciencey stuff and figure out who would really be best together. Yeah. And I love that their whole goal is to get you off the app. And Same. they talk about it a lot. It's also a very fitting app to talk about because we're about to get Brian Howie in here. And he always says, get your head out of your apps. Yeah. I agree that this was a major problem with people on dating apps. They all complain. Like, I think they took a survey of a 1,000 online daters. And they found that over half of the people were frustrated with flaky users that aren't serious. And then a little less than half were frustrated by the overload of unfit choices. So that combination gave them the fuel to say, like, we're going to make this happen in a, like a scientific way or like in a calculated way. But then we're, our goal is to ultimately get you off of the app, yeah. which... But for the record, what they pull information-wise is, like, everything about you from the internet. So they're essentially yeah. stalking you yeah. to figure out what you tap, you double-tap on, what you like, what you your interests are based on, like, your social presence. Just like when you're scrolling through Instagram and all of a sudden you get a Nordstrom ad. You're like, oh, my God, you're watching me. Right. It's true. And yeah. so this is how they do that. And you know what? At the end of the day, they're like your matchmaker because they are doing totally. the research for you versus a, well, if you meet with a matchmaker, they generally send you a question. Questionnaire, you fill it out, or they talk to you. You answer some. I think questions. this is more accurate and more hundred percent current because the matchmaker has their own opinions, and they're just like someone's paying. So then there's like a, a you know a bias side. But anyway, um, I think this is really interesting. Um, but I also kind of wish that dating apps would just sort of figure it out. You need more filters. Like if if you're saying that there are people that are unfit choices, well. Let me decide who's fit for myself by adding more layers of filtering, not just sex, age range, location Well, based. the problem is, is that that becomes then the user's choice to pick an app that has filters and to actually fill out all of right. the questions that are given to you for the filter. Because you can also go on to Hinge and only fill out 4% of the questions if you want. Well, but, you know, like dating sites, like let's just say OkCupid yeah. has 100 questions that you should answer in order to get like a really like full profile where yeah. they then can match you with a someone else that answered that many questions. Right. So if a dating site can do it, why won't a dating app put in well, some of those questions? Maybe we need to pal up with Brian Howie and make a dating app. Maybe we should because... Hello. Was can that you, a segue? Yes, yeah. it was. Can you see yourself in the camera? I think, yeah, make sure you're centered in the camera, sir, so everyone can see oh, you. This is so high tech. Um, it is. You act like you've never been here before. But welcome back to the welcome show. For your I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to pour you You haven't been able tea. to do any shows since I was... 
not here. Right? Yeah, we we, can't, our we, life does not go on without you. We can't do anything without you. No. You did some practice shows, I've right? Noticed. Yes, everything until you <laughs> is practice. It's like my dating. It is. It's all practice. It is until I get to the one. Which, by the way, when the one shows up, I'm like ready. Hello, you're ready. I am. How are you, ladies? Um, we are collectively great. Hi, we're good. How are you, sir? Good. You're off work and you're really in it, like in being off. I'm not off work. I'm off the road. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, yes. I have 30 days between uh, live Great Love Debate shows, which I don't think I've had in almost four years. That's insane. How does it feel? Do you feel lost? Well, I'm busy with you know podcasting-relating duties, but... Um, no, it's good. It's I need. I should have done it a while ago. It was just a scheduling quirk, and now I have thirty days in between. And um, what are you I doing don't with your time? Feel lost. Um, planning, plotting, reflecting, looking to two thousand eighteen. Wow. Um, seeing what the road ahead is. Evaluating what we've learned thus far. Okay. You know, we used to say that uh, our job was just to raise the questions, but after. You know, 275 shows in 81 cities and 62,000 people. Like, we have the answers now. And yeah. And we're ready to sort of do something with those conclusions. And, okay. And, uh, yeah. I you think know, it's time. It, it, we, know that, we know where the bodies are buried out there. So. Do you know why everyone's still single? Yeah. Why? I Tell mean, it, it, you want a word or you want... Uh, what, however you articulate nice. I mean, it all comes down to confidence and communication, but it's really fear-based. We're, we, you know, the women are afraid of being hurt and the men are afraid of being rejected. And that has led to this disconnect where we cannot communicate online or offline in a natural, no healthy fashion. Honest. No one's right. being honest. Yeah, we're, we're, we're too caught up in that. And I, I, I think that's one of the things I underestimated when we started Great Love Debate was how much... Uh, pain and fear are in the men, and uh, they don't process it as well as the women do, and they don't they don't deal with it. Well, they they don't express it, and yeah, they haven't been allowed to outwardly say like I'm emotional. It's not a, as accepted for them, and women may get made fun of and called like over emotional or whatever. Or but you're just being a girl. We're allowed uh, to do it, and they might, the men might not even be aware of what triggered it. Uh, Jen, you might have just not even heard some guy try and say hi to you. When he was 18 years old, and he's carrying that around for 20 years. See what of course, you did I did because I ignore people. See what you did, <laughs> right? To that I've learned his life and probably many others. But you know what? <laughs> I think, and I've been saying this on her show, um, that I think dating apps specifically was like the downfall of men because now they they see that there's actual competition. Before they were like. I don't know, oblivious to the fact that other men, that women could date multiple men. They thought they were the only ones that could date multiple women. But now they're like, oh, wait, this goes both ways. Well, I don't know about that because we proceeded. And you've heard me say this ad infinitum that the dating apps are just a reaction to the actual change, which is this blurring of the gender roles, which happened in the middle of two generations of people who were used to sort of dating one way and then it sort of flipped on them. And so by not being able to handle that or process that, we are hiding behind. The apps, you know, sure. we say get your head out of your apps and whatever, but you can't ignore that there are dating apps and that is, you know, you might as well fish in that pool too, sure. but you have to understand why you're on the apps. And the reason we're all on the apps is because we have lost the ability to just sort of connect the way we used to. I, I mean, we think that, we would all be on the apps because we wanted to find something, but it, that is incorrect because nobody gets off the fucking app which means you don't actually want what you are claiming you know you're what, there for. Do you know what the, the, the determining factor you know 15 years ago as to whether you met and whether you're going to go out with them was whether or not she had a pen or you had a pen oh, to right. write down a number. Yeah. That was literally the standard like a, you know 1.30 in the morning hey you're cute can I have a pen? Yeah. And then you wrote it down and then you had to call and you would pick her up and you would go through this whole process that wasn't really terrible. Yeah, but the thing about that is you actually met each other in person. Yeah. Now, like, I'm not out at that place at 1.30 in the morning. You don't know anything about that guy that you met at 1.30 in the morning other than he was kind of cute and he had a pen. That's your screening process sure. then. So yeah. what, you're like, oh, we met in person? What did you meet in person? A drunk version of them? Either yeah. way, it was still in person. <laughs> now I meet people on my couch because I don't leave my couch so yeah like what would I do now let's say there were no dating apps where would I meet somebody you would know that there were no dating apps so you would notice the people around you who were trying to communicate with you and trying to contact with you we had somebody come to our great our great love debate show and she shared an uber pool with a guy you know what uber pool yeah. is yeah. yeah 
and she couldn't wait to get out of the car to find him on Tinder to say hello. Like, rather than turn her head right, it was it was so unnatural to her to do that. It is true. If you're depending <laughs> on something, or not even depending, but you just know it's there, or even as a crutch, or even just for 2% of the time, you pay attention to other... It's, <laughs> it's just like this. I don't know anybody's fucking phone number anymore. I don't either. To get back to that, because... It's in my phone, but yeah. I could pay attention to that if I needed to, but I don't need to anymore because it's right here. That was a problem uh, I read in the LA Times. People getting arrested to get <laughs> one phone call. They don't know anybody's number. No. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you, I, and I could call my mom in Miami who's three hours. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I don't mom. know any phone numbers. I, could, I know my friend's phone numbers from like second grade. Yeah. You it, should call them when you have an emergency. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it is a different landscape and uh, – traveling the country and the world over the last three years like you try and not just figure out what has changed but you try and figure out why it's changed yeah um and you know a lot of that has to do with we're unsure as men and women is what our real place is in society and that trickles down to what is our real place in dating society and that's you know that's tough you mean your real place as a man or as a man? As a man or, or as a woman. We hear yeah. all day long, I don't need a man. I'm an independent woman. I can pay my own way. I can do that. And you can, and that's wonderful. But he's like, you know, I, I've said this before, that for generations, to use a basketball analogy, we were shooting at a 10-foot basket mm-hmm. to get into your world. Now we're shooting at a 12-foot basket mm-hmm. because you need us less. It's a harder bullseye to hit for the guy to, oh. to find out what does she need me for? How can I make her happy? How right. can I succeed? But I think the problem is is that it, women saying I don't need anybody, saying I don't need something. Mm-hmm. If you went into a job interview mm-hmm. and, jo- and we're like, yes, hi, I'm here for the job that I don't need, mm-hmm. they would be like, fun, fuck you. I'm not giving it to right. you. Right. So I think the problem is, is saying you don't need it and then also realizing that you're actually incorrect by saying that because you don't need a man to pay your rent. But you might need a man for other things like love and affection right? and, and sex and other things. So don't say you, know, you don't need a man. Or you might want he, them, which is a choice also. Or want, so exactly. Like, want is good, but thing. he also wants to feel needed. And sometimes people are like, well, that's needy. And I know. I mean, that's male insecurity on a but huge level, too. But that's what I'm saying. Too. You can need somebody for other reasons or certain reasons and not all the reasons. Like, you can need a man for things we that want my dog. We want to yeah. play hero. We want to kill your spiders. Oh, please, oh, please. Do. Right. I love them. <laughs> yeah. And walk my dog and hang the thing. I take out the trash. So just the, the simplest task exactly. can go so far <laughs> in increasing his yeah. confidence, which is, you know, shaky at this point. Right. Yeah. Well, what can we, let's just say, because we're women, do to build them back up, men? Well, again, I hear this all the time. You're blaming the women or or you – what I'm saying is the responsibility for the change is greater on the part of the women. The women have taken – a full step yeah. this way and got a little harder. Yeah. The men have taken a half step this way and gotten a little softer. Agreed. Both of those things are good on the surface and in the context of men and women overall. But we have to recognize that. The women have to recognize uh, that, you know, we used to be able to pick you up for a date. And that led to an air of chivalry and him treating you well and drinking less because he had to drive you. And the women are like... I'm not letting some stranger in my to my house or know where I live. We know where you live as soon as I get your phone number, okay? I know where you live in five seconds. Yeah. Because, and the true psycho is not going <laughs> to – he could go out with you three times before he shows you're a psycho. Right. So you guys changed that. You changed yeah. dating behavior. You changed sure. the expectation. Sure. So when you – we're all online swiping and meeting – we're all putting each other in the friend zone. It's hangout. And if we're all collectively in the friend zone, we've taken the spark out of it. And that totally. hurts dating. I agree. Yeah, I there a- is no spark. I think that's what I'm having the most trouble with is that I'm going on these like routine dates just to like go meet people. But I'm like, I don't feel anything for you. And part of spark is just a, a, chemi- a chemical thing. And then part of it is the environment as well that we are all creating. And When do you say you don't feel anything? In the first five minutes, when do you know you don't feel anything? After the first date. And I'll even sometimes go on a second date if they didn't completely like creep me out and she make does. me want to barf. She gives them chances. That's a reasonable bar. Right. If you don't <laughs> no barf, that's fine. No. I didn't vomit. That's that's, oh, that's listen, reason. There have been times where I felt like I might like crawl out of my skin. Yeah. Or like I envisioned my body, like my soul leaving the date, but leaving my body there. I would say that's I was, a like, pretty strong... 
yeah feeling it, it, yeah right, exactly so at that point i'm like this guy is not for me but you can have my body i'm gonna leave <laughs> oh <laughs> spiritually she didn't need it like but no, no, but in your journey of of doing you've been a couple years uh dating and trying apps and all this thing are you enjoying the dates more is your percentage of oh i like these guys better or is it the yeah same? i think because i'm picking better um, and I'm not going out with just everybody. Like, I, I am sort of getting better at pinpointing who would potentially be a good match, at least on the surface. Right. But is that you seeing things in them or knowing what you like or makes you feel good better? Both. Because maybe those same guys two years ago wouldn't have triggered oh, whatever totally, it was. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think it's probably both more me knowing me. Mm-hmm. And it's what a combination. I want, yeah. Because I have also matched with the same person twice now. Well, a couple times, like, this has happened where I've matched with somebody, like, two years ago maybe. Matched with them again more recently. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, hey, there you are. And I'm like, hello, now I'm ready for you. Totally. And that it's I can totally relate to that. I don't know that five, six years ago when I was taking care of other people's children literally 15 hours a day all day every day that you if you had said i i know that i would have been fine with it because i am fine with it now but i don't know that i would have been open to the idea of dating someone with a child oh i know i've I've heard these these (laughs) people say like oh you wait and then you just find the one well you might have met that one totally 10 years ago or two years ago and it wasn't the one then because you couldn't recognize it or feel something in there there's a whole lot of stuff i've i've said this i think on this show before it's not that you haven't met the right one it's that you haven't been the right one and that takes doing some work so you can and you have done a lot of that it's about preparing for these opportunities that the day are if you're just like I'm gonna go on a date impress me or we'll see if we click right away like you have to set a foundation for success just like sports I know a lot of <laughs> women know? who just expect everyone else to do the work and it's like you gotta get beyond and that. we don't mind doing the work we just need to know what work we need to do because yeah. you're right. all different I have a question for you there was a recent Facebook post about you saying something about women having sex on the first date yeah uh, I didn't say women okay, having wait. sex. Here's can what you, I said. Can you talk okay. about there that post? I will. Or something. I posted that if you surveyed everybody in America, if you if you surveyed all the happy couples in America, and, and it's their standard of if they're happy, and asked when did you first have sex, the number one answer would be the first date, the number two answer would be the second date, the number three answer would be the third date, and coming in last would be the wedding night. Okay. Because that's and, fucking and insane. There, well, and there's a couple. There's a couple reasons for that. First of all, it meant that it, on some level you did hit it off. But what people tend to to uh, think is that I'm going to wait till we know each other better, and then we'll have sex. I don't think you really know each other until you have sex. So at least also, there's a do willing. Do you really of, know someone so much better after date number two? No, or three, or whatever. You can go. So again, it's not like go have sex on the first date and it's going to work out. <laughs> I'm saying it may help. It won't hurt. And if you're waiting just for the sake of waiting till you find something out, it won't help and it may hurt because your wait. Guys will wait. We'll wait. Two, three months. It doesn't really? mean we like you. Absolutely. Because eventually there's an ROI. There's a return on yeah. investment. Like, I've spent three dinners. I have to see this through till I get something. Yeah. So if you think that, well, he must be a gentleman <laughs> or like whatever. your ultimate goal is just to have sex. But you're saying t- to see how, if you have the chemistry when you right. say and something. And if you have the chemistry, that's something. And if if he's, if he's he you have sex with him and he doesn't call you the next day, no matter how long you waited, that wasn't going to work. It anyway. wasn't going to work anyway. I agree. So That's this goes whole, into this this concept you know. that I that I came up with that people are like, it's when do you decide if you know you're in a relationship? And people are like, it's thirty days, it's four dates, or whatever. That not be quantified. It's, it's That's not here's the quantifier: one hundred hours. If Brian, you, if this you is spend, like a Steve I'm sorry. Thing. I'm going to tell. Let me explain this. No, after 100 days. hours of time, and that could be texting after hour, you at least have enough information about the person to decide: Do I want to be in a relationship oh, okay. with this person? I hear what you're saying. That doesn't mean after 100 hours equals relationship. It no, no, no. It means you have, have enough yeah. information, yeah. and so you can spend 100 hours in four wild days, or spread that out. So sure. it's not about. Four dates. Well, four dates could take three months. It's, it could right. take a week. It, so yeah. so if you say generally about 100 hours, and that counts, you went on a date, you went on a second date, you texted, you called, that all sort of adds up. If you well, do the math like on that, it's like 100 hours, then you have the information 
do I want to be in a relationship with, the pers- with this person? Which has nothing to do with sex. No, you know? right. It's just time it, it's about It's about relationship stuff, though. When you want to have sex, you know... Because the relationship changes after sex. And I think what you're saying is don't wait to have sex just for the sake of waiting. Yeah, it's not a referendum That's, or reward. You won't, because you, but we both change. I ask women this all the time. How many of you have waited four months to have sex with a guy until you were absolutely sure and then you had sex with him and the sex sucked and you're out of there and every hand goes up? Or, so you're not so committed either. Exactly. It's No, I agree. <laughs> so I think there were some people that were up in arms about that. But I think that... Survey your friends, people up in arms. Ask your friends who are in relationships when they had sex. No, no, no. I'm just saying. The number one answer will be first night. For people that Lauren, hi, first night. Yeah, that's very slutty. I love that. Excellent. Very super slut. I know because then you can be yourselves. I I have gone on dates where I haven't had sex on the first night. I have gone on dates where I have. I'm just saying I don't do it because I think that I should or shouldn't. I do what I want to do. And I think that's actually care is the most important thing because I think if you are waiting a certain amount of time, you're doing something because of some certain outcome you think is going to happen or what the rule is or how it's going Mm -hmm. to make him feel about you or view you or whatever it is. It's like too much thought. If you feel comfortable doing it, great. I personally wouldn't. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because I don't want a stranger touching me. I don't know you. I don't like. I don't. I, to me, yeah. you're a sometimes, stranger. Sometimes I feel that way on yeah. dates. That's, I don't want you touching me. Different. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> that's germaphobe. That, no, it's not even like a. Ger- it's like I don't know like anything. I just. I no. You're just a new person. Like it's different if it's a friend or like somebody that so I've friends known can for touch a while. You. Well, in all no. fairness, I did know my boyfriend for a while before we went on our first date. So there was it a familiarity had, okay, yeah. there. But like, I have also had sex with people that I didn't, I, we all have, that I didn't sure. know. I don't feel like in that moment uh, I didn't uh, know. Uh, for I mean, me personally. You're right. It, you do it whenever you're comfortable, but if you're thinking it's either a reward for him waiting right, or yes. a referendum you're on wrong. how he or she feels about you, you're nuts and you're going to end up wasting a lot of time. You're going to get much more hurt. Right. I agree. Just on a smaller scale, like waiting to text somebody or wait. You are not controlling the outcome, honey. It's not going to make you them like you or more or less. Just do what you want. Because at the end of the day, I hate when women say I, I, like, I don't want to. I'm speaking for women, but I hate when women say, I don't want to have sex with him right away because then I'm just giving him everything uh, he wants. For, and I'm like, but what about you? It should never be right. given or taken. A, yeah. and B, a lot of women, the, some of the, the people who responded to the post were like, if she does that with you, she does that with everybody. No, I'm awesome. Just because she does that with me doesn't mean anything. Right. I'm like, good for me. Yeah. I, that's a crazy thing but to everybody assume. has a past also. So yeah. maybe 50% of the time she does do that and 50% of the time she doesn't. Anything anybody did in the past is irrelevant. Right. What they did in the past who cares? That's my like. Yeah. I don't even you know. Like, you can't judge that. Maybe she had a boyfriend for for eight years and she had sex with that guy fifty five thousand times. I, I, that's not better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know? It's and if she's good looking, you know, I I brought up a stat that freaked people out. Oh, good. What if, is it? If Jen got asked out, let's we're gonna use Jen. Jen's pretty. Thank you. You got asked out I'm, by. Did you notice I'm wearing pink? It's pinkish. It's pink it's, it's adjacent. It's salmon. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I knew there was going to be some it's kind not of quite pink. discrepancy okay. anyway. Brian if always. Jen gets asked out by 500 guys, because she would get asked out by 500, and she sleeps with 30 of them, that's 6%. That's very low. Yeah. If a girl gets asked out by eight guys and has sex with two of them, that's 25%. Mm-hmm. Who's more promiscuous? The one whose chances of opportunities and versus how many times she does is actually lower? Comparatively, she's actually a bit of a prude. Totally. That's the way I look at it. I agree. The good I, ones I are in demand. I don't really think any of it matters. Like, if you are putting a judgment on it, that's your own fucking thing. Yeah. Problem. Right. I don't have Go a problem therapy. with having sex or not having sex. I either do it or I don't. There was a time in my life where I didn't feel comfortable having sex. I, I would take forever. But that's because that's where I was then. Right. It's different for me now. I was single for a really long time. I realized it wasn't as precious as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I started paying attention to it not just being about other people. If sex for you is like... I'm not giving that to you yet. Well, then that's maybe what sex is for you. You giving something to somebody and you get no pleasure out of it. Then I could see why you would think that. Sex does change things. So whatever you think your norm is and we're in this and we're monogamous and committed, it's going to change it maybe better. 
probably better. Yeah. But it might not. So if you think, well, now we're safe together. Let's do it now. You're deluding yourself. Totally. Oh, safe. That's a nice word. Well, to yeah. be sure, also when you're doing these just sex get some things, Purell and Jen. also <laughs> condoms. <laughs> no, it's just like I have now at this point my routine, my habits, my dog. Like I don't want someone in my space. I don't want them like in my bed. Like roll over. Do you, don't do you breathe more on likely me. to take your show on the road or home court advantage? Well, I have a dog, so I also can't like take it on the road unless I like do that and then leave. But I'm not sleeping there. That's a foolproof way to get out of it. Hundred percent. I got to take my dog out. Yeah, exactly. I've had guys offer to come home with me, walk my dog. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, I made the mistake of having that happen like a couple times, and then I'm like, okay, shoo shoo, and they're like, I don't. First of all, I feel like with a girl, you never like miss. Like, you don't misunderstand something. Like, if I say I'm going to walk my dog, you can come walk my dog with me. Those are the words that I'm saying. They don't mean you can come do sex with me, or I would have said you can come have sex. Are you old enough to remember, um, I can't, I got to go home because I got to take my contacts out? Of course. I bought the whole Bausch and Lomb kit just to get around that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have. And they're like, oh, no. But the dog, you can't get out of the dog. Yeah, because no. you can't. You can't like, seem like a dog I have hater. your dog. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I fetched it. Yeah. Um, and it's waiting for you. But yeah, so no, I, I just don't want somebody like in my routine until I know them. I like them. I know their sleep habits. Unless That's fair. A super hot 25 year old. That's totally. Playing f- a doctor on TV. That had curly hair that would fall in his eyes. Sure. And that's fair. Then you but that's change. not about the relationship. That's about your personal habits and exactly. routine and preferences. Yeah. So yeah. that is different. And, and, no, and know that. thyself because and I know thyself. Exactly. That's what she wants. It's not yeah. like, well, There's I'm this... only doing this because I'm making them yeah. wait till no. date number three. Like, right. Uh-huh. Trust me. If you and, and you not trust me, you know this. If you went on a date with a guy and you totally hit it off and he was super hot and all the things were happening, you would totally have sex. Maybe. Yes. Or maybe not. Yes, she would. She know. might, guys. She might. No, she wouldn't. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't think so. I know. Like, it's yeah. still Jeremy. It's still Jeremy. Okay, so you uh, tour around the nation and sometimes outside of the nation with the Great Love Debate. And then you have your show, and now you have Great Love Media. Yes. So we talked about it a little bit, but why? How? Why did you decide that you needed to like make a whole network? It was just too much info. You needed. I think there's a lot of ways to sort of slice this apple, and uh, you know, we we sort of think that. You know, on, on sort of the micro level, the, the dating relationship space and then the personal growth space and the self-improvement space, there's a lot of uh, voices and personalities that we've come in contact with that we're like, this fits our brand. Our audience needs more voices like this. And we decided because we've been a part of a lot of uh, podcast and media networks where we're like, I don't quite fit with Snooki's show, which we did, or I didn't fit yeah. with Larry King, or um, we were part of Adam Carolla's network for a while, which was awesome, but it wasn't quite our audience. So we're like, let's see if under our umbrella we can you know, find some personalities and some shows and sort of grow each other's audiences and our messages and, and, uh, and see where we can take that. And yeah. uh, it's been... It's been good. I mean, so it raised all the boats. And I feel like that's exactly books. what you did too. Like everybody's a little bit different, but sort yeah. of. Fun. I mean, I have my way, and we do our show a certain way of doing it. You know, we're I'm you know, sort of infotainment. You yeah. know, we're sort of entertainment, but there's a lot of information that come out. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. You know, Lifetime they say their programming is for women, but all the shows not. Sometimes they have crazy movies, and sometimes they have Golden Girls reruns. That's whatever. True. But so uh, our audience is it was hungry for more um, ways to have the conversations that we like to have. Um, you know, this f- we're sort of talking about the same stuff, but this when I come on your show, it's different from when you come on my show. Totally. totally. And there's advantages to people. Uh, you know, be able to cast that net out and pick and choose the ones that it's like dating. It's podcast dating that people can do. Oh and you my can God. try on different things. That you is know? what it is. You know, mm-hmm. try you some, always, try all. You you are just that you always have something really genius to say. Really Most of the time analogies. you say something that annoys me. And then you also <laughs> say things that make me like really. It's like, like it, my you're like dress. dating too. Like I love my boyfriend so much. And then sometimes I fucking. That's love. That's life. Oh, yeah. No, the other day I said something to him and he went, oh, out loud. I was like, oh, my God. Like, and then like a minute later, he was like, I said something really nice. 
<laughs> that's oh, a learn. That's a learning I, moment. I annoy you so much. Yeah, I do. I annoy. But him I feel like so that's much. when you're really comfortable with each other is when you can be yourself. Outwardly made and a noise and put it in. Yeah, yeah. And, but so you know, content is king. And so the more ways we can produce content that we think uh, enlightens and engages and empowers um, and entertains, that was very alliterative assinative I, I think to, that's the word we need to uh, um, quote like make that a, a tagline yeah too. I mean that's what we're I already forgot it. trying to <laughs> enlighten, do enlighten empower, empower engage enta- entertain uh-huh. okay? all the ease I love it and so if we have uh, personalities and subject matter and show formats that will do that we're we're continually going to try and grow that so you said you've gotten a, like now you you've asked questions and now you have answers but what is some enlightening content that you found through your touring or now through your new podcast and all the shows you have on there what is some information you have found that has fucking surprised you like what sticks out in that new p- step you're taking well when we first you know i, I might seem naive to do this uh I wasn't as familiar with the love languages. Okay. And I was shocked to find out how many women don't know what 85% of men's love language is. Oh, my God. I don't know. What, what is, is it? it? Tell us. All women guess, guess the same and all women sign, are wrong. Signs of affection? No. That's what, the, that's what women – or physical touch. That's what women say. It's words of affirmation. Yeah. Oh, because – They want to be like – The men don't – the men only are trying to touch because we don't know you like us. If you say, <laughs> I like you, settle down, we're good. Okay. And I think that, that – that this was something that I wasn't even aware of, and I'm a guy. Wait, though. So you're saying men, men look, they want, they want the words you, of affirmation. They and want they, your partner to to have the love language of words of affirmation because that is the language I speak, but that's not necessarily what I give, what I want from the man. No, no. What oh, no, you what, want from the men, oh. the women want the quality time, and you want those things. I want, I words, want, words. Of, I want words of affirmation, and I give words well, of affirmation. Well, a lot of women are like actions over words. I want. I want. The men first. really yeah. do overwhelmingly seek the words from the women, and they don't get the words. The women are like, he could tell, he knows, oh, he doesn't I know. Give the words. They want to hear it every day, and so women, because that is such a fundamental disconnect in the languages we speak and the languages we hear, that that was something that uh, I really had no idea, and. Um, I learned it myself. What's your so you want words of affirmation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I, oh my god! I think I probably annoy my boyfriend. Yeah. And you know what? With you words, know with words like some when <laughs> actually pretty funny. We, I'm we, saying something very personal right now. But when we wake up in the morning, I look at him and go, <gasps> and he goes, "What?" I go, "How did you do it?" And he's like, "What?" He knows. And I go, "You got more handsome overnight." He's like, "Yeah." I can't. It's real. I can't help I, it. He I, like I, plays this game with me, but it's really we, how I feel. Because I we tell you, you guys are beautiful every day of your lives. We hear it like four times a decade. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> okay. we don't hear it. We think you think we're gross. You know, oh, so we don't get it. so. So you guys know they're not gross. So, and they have so it's appreciative. Yeah, that's true. We like appreciation. We yeah. like respect. We like all those kind of things. And and women because they don't know that that is what the men really want. They think it's touch, and they think they just right, want to be laid right. and whatever. Well, also, yeah. I think women generally feel if we say too much, we're revealing we like somebody too much, and that's then we're being that thing. too vulnerable, too desperate. That's you heard the thing. that from other women. Yes, we. I that's, was also one of them once. No, now we I am a were. different version we, of her. We are all the girl. Who's scared to text back too fast because it makes you look yeah. desperate? It's all we, different forms of that. I yeah. only, I, you know, people are like, "What, what do you need in a woman in a relationship?" That she likes me. Yeah. If I know that, and she's not afraid to express that, yeah, that frees up a whole lot of Brian I Howie. Agree. I which agree. Which could be good or bad. So you got to be. We just, <laughs> talk, we just talked about this with Dak Shepard and uh, what's her name, the Kristen wife. Bell. That she, the wife. She, she <laughs> right away said, "I this is how I feel," and she took a risk. But I think it was, and even if how you feel is, I don't like you. Just be. You know when their relationship you. really got together though, what? when they were both able to own their fuck upness. That they were neither yeah. one was any longer afraid to say I'm flawed, I'm damaged, I need yeah. help, I do that. That's right. such a safe bonding thing. I'm going to throw all my fucked up chips on the table, and right. are you going to meet me there? And yeah. that's, you know, a much bigger step than I think you're cute too. You know, totally. Yeah. It's bigger and deeper than that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so since we Jen actually, I'm going to give her credit for this one. Thank you. She calls you our fairy podfather, which I think is so cute. Oh, that is cute, right? Um, Cause, it's because she's yeah. wearing pink. She thinks of these. Finally, things. it's we all agree it's pink. It's pinkish. Oh well, it's God. not black. What's the point? Exactly. Progress. That I, is, I, I did this for you. I know, and it looks wonderful. And look at the. You're t- glowing. There's no black. Black's funeral clothing. 
I it's love depressing. black. I love all black. I, I know all women love black because you do look good in it, but we don't notice you in it. Right. But go walk down the street in that dress, Jen. You want to? You don't. You'll never be online the, again. The dress is a little tight. So look, I at, think it's that. Tight. I wore all the bright colors for you today. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. White and Progress. Black. If you're gonna wear black. Wrap some bumblebee yellow around it, Ew, like cute. the AfterBuzz like TV. Just like the AfterBuzz yeah, TV like, symbol. You can't wear that. No, I mean you I can't? don't think you should. What? Okay, so since you, you can, but it's maybe not super cute. <laughs> we'll notice maybe the bumblebee girl. Um, I, that's true. Um, since you are fairy pod father, you give great advice. Can you? What is your like? What is sticking out for you? That's advice that you need to give to Jen right now. Yeah. Personal advice or podcasting no, advice? No, no, no. Personal. Personal. Uh, well, she took my last advice as to wear brighter colors, um, is to keep building on the hope that you have found in the last two, two years. When I met you, I think almost three years ago, you were like, ew, dating socks. I'm not, I just didn't want any part of it. Then the more you started to talk about it, it was very helpful to you. Me too. The more I had these conversations, the more I realized what was preventing me from, from finding any success. So keep having conversations about it keep asking questions because the questions that you ask the answers you get they're going to help you more than than they're about the person so be curious okay okay what's your advice for me um keep the same thing but but on a specific level with your partner keep getting to know your partner keep asking questions keep asking questions about what was your favorite band uh when you were 12 Oh. Keep. Who did you like? I've asked you this question. Who was your crush? Ask questions about their time before you. Yeah. Not necessarily about the relationships, just about what they were like. It because who you they will, were. Yeah. You, who they were. You will learn so much about. Um, one of our podcast sponsors is Storyworth, and what they do is they send questions designed to you basically write your family history and then they put it out in a little book and it's such a wonderful Cute. exercise to look back and think because the more we learn about who you were really helps us understand who you are and where we're going to be together it's a really good exercise to ask not just you know there's a lot of check-in questions how are we what are we doing whatever about like what were you like at 17 or what yeah. was your favorite this or that it will really help uh okay. bond you guys That's and it's cool. fun it can be really fun i like that i remember like being in love with one of my ex-boyfriends and thinking all the time like oh i missed so many years with you like yeah. what were you doing before me i want to know everything yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're still you're my person but like i missed all these years yeah that's like, true it's like they were incarcerated in a different yeah. life like, like what was that like in, like give me like the i love notes. i just threw a big 40th birthday party for my boyfriend so i got I was able to really even physically see his mom gave me a stack of pictures like this big. And it was like a session of that. What was this? Ooh, where were you? What were you? Who's that? Like, and it was It's fun. so fun to so go look at the first person you're dating. And then either the mom says, you want to see some pictures of, Oh yeah. want to see how my mom would be like, you want to see how fat Brian was? At 14? No. Like that's what they'll do. So getting to know each other, outside of each other and before each other is a really valuable exercise. Plus, people really like talking about themselves. So. They do. Tell me. You know, true yeah. story. Um, so we're going to play a game with you. Okay. As we do. Um, and as we mentioned, you are our fairy pod father. Okay. But you also sprinkle your information and fairy dust um, to your listeners on your podcast, your live shows, and mm-hmm. all of that, trying to help people figure out why we are all still single. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but what about the people who are in relationships? Like, what and they want to stay there? Like, we want, like you just said, we want advice. We want to, you know, know how what you think about these situations that may come up in relationships. And we want your opinion. So, if you think that this situation that we bring up is something that can be overlooked, like, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. Say, you say, bibbity bobbity. And if you think the situation we bring up is a red flag and like, oh, my God, no, you say boo. Because okay, bibbity boppity. For like, no, nah, that's okay. Or boo. No, no, okay, that's bibbity boppity good? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's our spin on the Cinderella classic phrase, bibbity bobbity boo. So we're going to play this game with you. Okay, okay, so if your partner turns over their cell phone when they get a phone call or a text message, they're like, put it away. What do you think about that? Bibbity bobbity means they're not going to deal with it right now. And no, no, meaning like they're hiding it constantly. You get they're getting text messages and they're with you and they're constantly doing this. Is it like something you can ignore and it's fine? Bibbity bobbity. Is it a red flag? Like Like, why are you hiding your cell phone or what is the deal? 
mean, is there? There's either or. It's either they're trying to sneak their phone because they're trying. They're it could be business, or they're like, I have my wife here, and and, and so, you're yeah, my girlfriend. So yeah, I guess it depends on why. I know. Doing sorry, it. Yeah. I okay. need an extra. It's right, bippity boppity of... and boo. You guys instantly think that's boo, and I'm looking at like, well, I think I've done that, and it's not necessarily boo. I'm saying like all the time, but okay, yes, I, see I would what you're go saying. boo on that. Uh, me too. I'm, this okay, it's not okay. about me, but I'm just saying. Boo. All right. Okay. Um, okay. What about um, when someone goes? Who goes from relationship to relationship? So, like, you're with them now, mm-hmm. but, like, five seconds ago, they were just with somebody else. And they're it... always, always, always in a relationship. Serial relationship person. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Speaking as one of those people, uh, bippity. Okay. okay. It's like, that's a, okay, I, It's fine. not a good thing if it's a good thing for them. Yeah, okay. That's You true. know, you kind of have to ask the why. It's not just a red flag. I'm a green lights person. I'm not a okay. red flag person. Okay. Fair. Um. What about what about if you know, someone has cheated in a previous relationship? That might have been about that relationship. Okay. I'm sorry. These are fine, not fine. these okay, are okay, very right, uh, okay. you know. Okay, fine. Maybe we'll get And I don't believe like once a cheater always a cheater. No, cheater. that's not true okay. and that's bad. Fine. So bibbity, then bibbity, bibbity. bobbity. Bibbity bobbity. <laughs> Say the words. <laughs> Bippity, bippity. Play our fucking I'm game. I'm trying to, but th- the th- you need a third choice. The point was to make choice. you say weird shit. I know. Say bippity boppity. Bippity boppity. <laughs> Thank you. Jess. This is going to keep going. So okay. Keep I'll go until I need a good, good question that I can give you. Oh, you. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. How about a girl who has little to no girlfriends, unlike us? Bippity. Why? Bippity boppity. <gasps> no. I fucking care. She's with me. What if she is the C word followed by UNT? There's a reason why she has no girlfriends, and that's because she can't be trusted. Girls, girls suck to other girls. No, no. they don't, actually. That's a lot why, of them do. That, no. that girl sucks to other girls, which is why she has no fucking girlfriends. But that's my else. point. Listen, I'm, so fine with me and, I'm fine with me and her on Brian, the, me and her on the moon. Bibbidi-bobbidi. Bibbidi-bobbidi. Boo to you. What if, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> what if someone's like, mm, no, I'm not a dog person. <gasps> Boo. Yeah, finally. Hello. An answer we approve of. There we go. <laughs> Never trust a person who doesn't like a dog, but always trust a dog who doesn't like a person. Uh, uh well, Mochi doesn't like a lot she of people. She growled at you, by the way, so. Yeah, okay. No, okay. <laughs> um, what about someone who doesn't drink? Bippity boppity. That's no fun. I say boo to that because I think then if you have something that you can't do, it's extreme and anything extreme is a problem. It's challenging, Same but I've dated vegans, so what am I supposed Ooh. to, you know, it's harder. I'd rather date a vegan Same. than a, a person who doesn't drink. There's On like the animals list of, involved uh, okay, in that one, so. But the amount of time that you're drinking, if you're in a relationship, the amount of time that you're actually drinking shouldn't be that much that Ooh, you're eliminating it. seven days a week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, I'm fine. We're drinking I, I know you are. I'm fine to never have a drink again. And that's somebody who spent a lifetime drinking. Oh, God, I could I'm, never do I'm that. I'm fine. No, see, I think that it's a lifestyle choice. And so yeah. if you're. I gave up Diet fun, Coke, I can certainly give up vodka. Okay, fine. But, like, if I personally love a good glass of wine with dinner or, like, watching a movie and have, sharing a nice bottle of wine or going wine tasting, and that's like a vacation. Yeah, most choice. people like it. So, but there are people that don't. For me, we would not have fun in the same way or we wouldn't want to spend our I time. I agree. Like, if it I is hard go, when one person drinks and one person right, drinks. That's what Very I'm hard. Especially if you're drinking because you enjoy it versus you're drinking to get drunk oh, and you no, have problems. Of course. Well, there's nothing worse than she's not drinking and he wants four beers and she has to drive all the time oh, or, yeah, or she's drunk or whatever. Care of somebody it's, else. It is easier to just like to uh, a, a meat eater and a vegan is a huge challenge. Right. A drinker and a non drinker is a huge challenge. But it can be overcome. It also depends on the reason they're not drinking. Yes. Right. Sure. If they had a problem, good. If they're just like, I can't process alcohol my body doesn't mean you can't date them that's true right if they have an allergy or like some health issue yeah. fine. right okay okay fine. Last, last one bibbity bobbity boo oh right. no just bibbity oh. okay how about someone who has roommates and is older than 35 boo yeah thank you <laughs> thank you and we will end on that unless no. they're in three men and a no. baby no no there's boo. no unless never boo. no boo boo, boo. Is that a boo. thing? Yeah. An old school fraternity kind of Who knows? Oh. Could be. Boo. I've I met mean, guys with roommates. You will be And I'm surprised. like, that's a for sure boo. Yeah, they Gotta might be go. filming you. Gotta go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Brian, <laughs> thank you so much for coming in again. Remind everybody where they can find all of the things. All of the things. Uh, go to greatlovedebate.com. You will see our live tour schedule. We're coming to a lot of fun places with live shows. Seattle, Vegas, Israel. <gasps> New York, cool. wow, LA, or whatever. Subscribe to our podcast. Um, 
at greatlovedebate.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And Great Love Media, you can find our podcast, your podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got podcasts by Pat O'Brien and Tatum O'Neill and a bunch of people who've been on this show before. Mm -hmm. Christina Weber, James Michael Sama, a lot of your favorite voices. Chris Allen, yeah. Chris Allen. Right. All the friends. All All the friends. Well, thank you again so much for coming in. And don't forget to tune in next week. We have uh, Defy Media and TV host Jocelyn Davis coming in. So, And follow us on Complicated Show on all the socials. You should do that. And also don't forget to tell a friend about our show and obviously the lineup we've been talking about because it's great and you will continue to learn from everybody. Um, Where can people follow you? You can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all of the socials. And you can follow me at Jennifer Golden. That's Jennifer with one N and one F on and, all of the socials. And we are going to leave you with a quote from Walt Disney because it's fitting Cinderella and Pod Fairy Podfather. The more you are in the state of gratitude, the more you will attract things to be grateful for. So I would like to include hopeful. one more. Hopeful. Yes, one more also from the fairy godmother herself of Cinderella. Even miracles take a little time, which is they why do. I've been single Patience for a couple years. Patience and hope. <laughs> Patience and hope. All right, that's it for today's show guys thank you so much for tuning in and listening and watching and we'll see you next week love you long time from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.